Hi there, it's Ed here with a short message before we start the pod this week. Did you know that our most informed investors get insights, articles and investment ideas from Tom, me and the team sent directly to them via email and it is completely free. You can join them. Just subscribe at fidelity.co.uk slash newsletters. In this week's market update, Santa Powell fires up a year-end rally as investors welcome the Fed's nod to rate cuts in 2024. In the run-up to Christmas, there was little to distract investors from last week's central bank end-of-year show. All eyes were on what Jerome Powell at the Federal Reserve had to say, and he didn't disappoint. The message from the Bank of England and the ECB was, however, a bit more nuanced. The danger at last week's meeting was that the Fed chair would warn the markets that they'd got ahead of themselves during the past couple of months since they began pricing in a pivot in interest rate policy next year. In fact, he poured fuel on the fire, confirming the most optimistic investors' belief that the peak is in and rates will start to come down quite quickly in 2024. He did this in a number of subtle and not-so-subtle ways. He pointed out that the economy was in good shape despite the unprecedented rate hiking cycle of the past two years. And he gave Fed watchers a carefully coded hint that further rate hikes were off the table by inserting the word any in his reference to a discussion of the extent of any additional policy firming. It's a nuance, but one that the market was quick to pick up on. The word any is as clear as central bankers come to suggesting that there is a good chance that there won't be any more hikes. That was also made clear by the so-called dot plots. These are the forecasts of individual rate setters about where they think interest rates will be over the next two to three years and where they will settle after that. The Fed is now assuming three rate cuts next year and eventually it sees interest rates moving back to 2.5%, less than half their current level. That may be optimistic given the likely persistence of a degree of inflation, but clearly the path is now down for the next few years. The parallel that looks closest now is with the rate hiking cycle of 1994, which took investors by surprise and triggered an unexpected bear market for shares. But come 1995, when the Fed delivered the three rate cuts that we're now expecting next year, the market took off, with the S&P 500 rising by 37% in the year. That's the background to the very rapid rebound in markets from the July to October correction. The S&P index is now closing in on the all-time high set in January 2022, and the valuation ratio is also back above the cyclical peak, which was reached in the summer at nearly 21 times expected earnings. Importantly, the rally has spread out well beyond the handful of big tech stocks that have led the market in recent years. Around half the index has positive price momentum and the equal weighted version of the benchmark index is also now approaching its all-time high. Even the small caps, which have missed out on the rally since peaking in 2021 after the pandemic, are showing signs of breaking out of the range that they've been trapped in for a couple of years now. And it's not just shares that have benefited. The change in the interest rate narrative has seen a remarkable U-turn for government bonds too. Having risen above 5% in October as investors priced in a higher for longer policy narrative, 10-year Treasury yields are now back below 4%. 
Prices move inversely to yields, so that represents a big rally for fixed income investments. The question investors now face is whether they've moved a bit far, a bit fast. Some of the reasons why bond yields rose last year, notably the fear that the US government will have to issue bucket loads of new bonds to fund its spending plans, have not gone away. So it's possible that bond yields could meander in the 4-5% to range for a while. It's also possible that if animal spirits pick up again, the final mile to bring inflation back to target may be hard work for the Fed. Interest rates may not move down in a straight line if financial conditions loosen and inflation remains sticky. That was certainly the message that the Bank of England was keen to deliver last week. Although all three of the big central banks announcing interest rate decisions left their rates on hold, they did so in very different ways. The ECB made clear that it had not even discussed rate cuts at its meeting, although the evidence of fast-falling inflation suggests that it might be making a different kind of mistake by easing policy too slowly. It was the Bank of England that struck the best tone. It was pretty hawkish, with three out of nine rate setters actually arguing for a further rate hike. But it also faces a tricky balancing act as the housing market continues to slow in the face of rising mortgage rates. If the market has got ahead of itself, it feels like a story for the end rather than the beginning of next year. For now, there is something of an everything rally going on, which has seen not just shares and bonds rising, but also gold and Bitcoin, assets which thrive in a falling rate environment. Gold at around $2,035 an ounce is close to its all-time high and seemingly itching to break out higher. Not paying an income to investors, gold tends to perform better when the yield challenge from other assets like bonds and cash is dropping away. Bitcoin shares some of the same alternative currency characteristics as gold, and it's been on a roll all year since bottoming out at around $16,000. It's now around halfway back to regaining its recent high watermark of roughly $69,000. So, the big question as we head into the holiday season is the extent to which the market rally can persist into next year, especially if the economy starts to slow on the back of the rise in interest rates last year and this. If you stand back and look at the trajectory of the market over the past 10 years or so, you can see how the ongoing bull market since the financial crisis has been punctuated by periods of usually several months in which shares have pulled back or moved sideways. In that context, what investors have experienced over the past couple of years is a pretty extended consolidation, and the odds are certainly improving that the rally could be sustained into next year. In the absence of a recession, the market tends to regain its previous high within a year or so. So the two years that shares have been underwater since the last peak is a historically long correction. What seems likely is that the bull market continues to broaden out next year and the bond market bear phase that's run on for three years now is reversed. Three things could derail that positive story. First, earnings could fail to come through as expected. Forecasts are pretty optimistic against a backdrop of a slowing economy. Second, the Fed could start to worry that it has not done enough to tame inflation and could lose its nerve on interest rates in the second half of next year. And finally, investors might just decide 
that too much good news has been priced into shares which are now standing on a historically high valuation. For now though, the force seems to be with investors. While they wait to see how things pan out next year, they can at least enjoy a decent income that will maintain the value of their portfolios in real inflation-adjusted terms. Shares, bonds and cash are all delivering a yield that we haven't enjoyed for many years. There are plenty of other things to worry about at the moment, but the markets are giving us a break, it seems, when it comes to our investments. Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.